0: Welcome to Arts North. I'm your host, Michael Cast. Arts North, everything art. I'd like to take a moment and thank my sponsor, the Community Arts Council of Prince Georgian District, a.k.a. Studio 2880. Weird times here in Prince George and uh, in the the province, across the nation and worldwide. We seem to be in uh, a pandemic. And I have Mo, ha- Mo Hamilton. Do you go Maureen or Mo? Mo. Mo. Mo Hamilton. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about that and we're gonna discuss of course art and her art and and uh, I've I've always been intrigued with with the printmaking process, the block printing, which seems to be your forte.
1: Um, well, I just finished doing a big block printing project because I did the 100 Houses project. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a painter. So right now I'm I'm actually working on some abstract paintings for a show coming up in Wells at Island Mountain Arts in May. I saw and, that. I saw that. Yeah. And so this is with a group of women that we all joined together to to, uh, we'd all, we'd all, some of us had participated in the Tony Only Project, which is a, a mentoring group in Wells, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, like, why don't we just go to Wells at a different time with a bunch of artists, and we can basically mentor each other, mm-hmm. uh, and so we just use the studio space, and so the first time we met, we decided to call each other the Fantastic Five, because there's five of us oh, yeah, yeah. in the group, and... And so we're now uh, have met three or four times as a group. We all live in different communities in the north. Um, I live in Prince George. One woman lives in just outside of Telqua. Mm-hmm. Another woman is in Smithers. And then a couple of the other artists uh, are in Prince Rupert. So we all kind of span this highway. So um, the the show that we're doing is called Arterial. And basically it's... It's um, just about this highway that binds us together. Mm-hmm. And all of our work is very different and unique. Uh, but we're all working together to put a show together. And to our, this is our first group show together.
0: A abstract, you said, right? Yeah, we I'm talking, doing
1: abstract. Yeah, but, yeah. but a couple of the other women do landscapes. Another, there's another um, abstract artist as well, Sarah Northcott. And then the, the two more landscape oriented ones there's uh, Suzo Hickey and Lynn Kosiani. And then there's Michelle Gaisley, who op, sort of oscillates between abstract and uh, representational. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, can you, just for our listeners who may not know what the Tony only own Tony only um um what is it it's a project the project um yeah what it is can you just give us a little overview
1: it's actually i mean it's something anyone can apply to it's a it's a nine-day mentorship and they often will get two artists um Mostly usually from Canada, but they've had international artists like when when I was there, one of the artists was from the u k and then we had Harold Klunder, and then I've also had Chris Cran and Michelle Forsyth, and they're both quite well known mm-hmm. Canadian mm-hmm. artists that were the mentors and it's um often you can get a bursary to to go um when I went i the first time I had a full bursary and the second time I had a partial bursary mm-hmm. And um, and you basically you have access to the studio basically 24 hours a day for the whole time you're there, mm-hmm. and um, and you just often it's an opportunity to explore something new that you want to really focus on, and you just well, it's a great opportunity to get away from just your regular life mm-hmm. obligations. Mm-hmm. They feed you, and they. Um, and you just have all that time to focus on your art. So yeah, it's quite something. And that's in Wells. That's in Wells. Yeah, yeah.
0: Arts Wells. Arts Wells, which is which is now is that is that
1: is that part of Island Mountain Art? It's it's very it's very much of Island Mountain Arts. It yes. Is a, yeah.
0: So so it's it's connected to. I uh, will. Can I use yeah. that? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 yeah.
1: part of. It's just one of the many things they do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah.
0: Wells Wells for the for for it's it's pretty big. It's a big it's it's uh well, it's f- one it's of those a- small places that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, it's really cool that they've got so much going on there for the arts mm-hmm. considering it's this quite small out of the way community. Yeah. Um yeah, they get really really um unique instructors and and yeah, they've got good things happening happening there in the community for the for the arts and for music with you know the the festival that they do as well. So yeah,
0: I uh, <clears throat> I was uh, involved with well, actually I worked at Kenderdine Campus. Uh, that doesn't mean a lot to people, but if you were to say the Emma Lake Art Camp in Saskatchewan. Um, Artists. I've heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. Uh, And I was really surprised when I went to work there. Writers and and uh, uh, theater people and artists, and visual artists and photographers and 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 musicians from all over. There was I met some writers from New York City, and they would come up to this little tiny, like a little tiny place in the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, on a lake, and 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 just do their thing That's and it so was cool. the most fabulous it was yeah. just fabulous the it, writers were the worst <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say they worst. they had not in worst they but they had the worst influence on me we'll just leave it at that oh, okay because <laughs> <laughs> the
1: the pub was just down the trail um i've often thought you know sometimes i think oh man it would have been nice to be a writer because you don't have to invest so much money in materials. I was going to ask, you, do you bring your own materials up there? Yes, you do. You do, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, art materials are costly. Whereas if you're a writer, you can you can have a a piece of pencil, a pencil and a paper yeah. and yeah. or a a little tablet and you're good to go, right? Yeah.
0: I um I when I left working at Mills in the art department at Mills or when it closed I, it was a blessing in disguise for me it sadly it was it was a it was a blow to the arts community because it was a a place where um where our people could mm-hmm. get some some quality art supplies oh i know i really miss and, those art supplies yeah. No, i know Christ, christina watts is 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 trying to fill that
1: definitely fill yes that yeah
0: void and and doing doing a good job but i know for art battle that i i said i can't if i practice too much I'm just wasting paint, yeah, because yeah. I just gesso over it and I do another painting, gesso yeah, over it, do yeah, another yeah. painting, and I thought I'm just as fun as fun as it is, yeah. As artists, we need to be cognizant of that that expense.
1: Right? Yeah, it's it's definitely uh you know especially when you're maybe if you're not selling the work and you're not you know like hopefully you're maintaining at least you're you're not going in the red yeah. you know but yeah. Uh, but yeah it's it's um i mean i think there's some people who do a little bit of everything they write they do painting they do well i was looking you at know, your like,
0: website yeah i was looking yeah. at your website and you do you do. You did theater.
1: Yeah, yeah, right?
0: yeah. And you did music. I've
1: done sh- some shadow puppetry. I, yeah. When puppetry. I lived in the Kootenays, I did puppetry. My kids were little at that time. Yeah. And so um, I used to take them to the library to watch puppet shows, and the two women that were doing the puppet shows wanted to retire. They were kind of older, and so my friend who who this is a woman that my kids did violin lessons with and music lessons we partnered up and we created a, a group called the Sunflower Puppet Troop. And we did puppet shows and and we just went all over. Because in, com- in the Kootenays, there's all these little communities mm-hmm. that are quite yeah. close together. Yeah. And so we'd just load up my station wagon full of this, this little theater that we had and would go and do puppet shows in all these communities in, in the Kootenays. Right so, on. Yeah. And that was really fun because it kind of tapped all the boxes because it was writing because we do script writing Mm -hmm. we were doing music we were creating songs Mm -hmm. Um, plus we I was doing backdrops and making puppets Mm -hmm. so it was really creative and you had to build your
0: own little your own little set yeah exactly
1: it was just like mini theater like it Mm -hmm. was it was really cool because so many people may not have access to actual theater but this was, we, we, you know, would bring kind of theater to them and we tried to make it sort of two-tiered in that there was stuff for the parents would that they would like and mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. and then the kids, you know, would get the other stuff and, and we had really a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we're
0: in the middle of, of this pandemic and theaters are closing.
1: Yes, I know.
0: Museums are closing, galleries are closing. Yeah. And, uh... It's unfortunate i I can get i I mean I get it right, yeah, I don't want our health system to be overwhelmed, no exactly, you know, and yeah. I think that's what they're trying to prevent, at least I hope that's what they're trying to prevent, and we're being told the truth about this whole, yeah, you know we' no,
1: it, I really am thinking a lot about a lot of art, especially musicians who rely on performances mm-hmm. and, and having you know their you know, and lots of clubs are closing down, or you know, so yeah, and it, it's it's a hard business to be in to begin with, mm-hmm, as far mm-hmm, as making mm-hmm. a living. So, yeah, it's it's um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the repercussions mm-hmm. of this beyond just the actual virus, but just economically for for artists and just for for everyone, like even, even with biz, other businesses, right? The mm-hmm. offices are closing down. And so, yeah, it's, it's quite, quite a um, a unique time. That's for sure.
0: I know a friend of mine who actually a couple of people who I, who were here in Prince George for a while doing theater and it's all contract. Everything is contract. So as a, as a producer, she's in technical theater. She's a production, production manager. Uh, or stage manager and if you're on contract you don't get any ei no right so it's just straight contract yeah and just you know she was saying i've lost all my contracts to june wow and 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 i'm hoping you know equity who's the government who's the sort of the union body for the theater people, will step up. I, I, I would. Well, oh, yeah, because
1: you're not really eligible for UI or those sorts of things, no, right? So, no. so yeah, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's just. I think that's what people don't realize. Being an artist, we do take maybe bigger risks than than we have. We live in a more. Um, uh, space of uncertainty than maybe the average average person mm-hmm. does that mm-hmm. has a job, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we are, you know, it's we're selling something that people don't think they need, but in reality, like I just even I don't know if you've seen the videos of in Italy where where people are singing in the streets, they're opening up their windows and they're, and they're, cause they're on complete lockdown yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. And so what's happening is in the, in the city centers where people live quite close and they have balconies and whatnot, they're coming out onto their balconies and they're singing together. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think to me, that's such a wonderful example of how much we need creativity how much we need? These are the things that feed us mm-hmm. when times are uncertain or a little darker, or we have, you know, things like a pandemic happening. Those are the things that that make um, us more hopeful and and more uh, feel more alive during those during those times. So oh, I, just, I agree. Yeah, I have I,
0: to. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I just I I just feel like yeah. You try and imagine a world without any art would be horrible. So. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. So exactly. I, you know, right away,
0: visions of nineteen eighty four come to my mind. Yeah, head, exactly. Right? And yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't. There was Jan Arden just did a um, something came out of, in the Canadian press. Uh, I shared it on the Arts North Facebook page, and uh, talking about uh, creativity will prevail. Oh, it's, it it always it's just, will. It's just such it, a it huge
1: part will. of. Who we are as humans, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's weird. This dichotomy for me is like, it's, I have this, I know I don't want to buy into the panic. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere I think in our DNA where it's that fight or flight response. Yeah. And we're hardwired as humans, as animals to, to look out for ourselves. So there's that.
1: Yes and no. I feel, I, I don't know. I think... Really we actually are social beings we mm-hmm. we need each other mm-hmm. we can't live in ice- as a human you can't live in isolation well,
0: that's the other part of it yeah part of it is yeah. I, I need to survive and the other part is I need to create or I need yeah. to have this this yeah. social yeah this so, I'm not very social
1: no I, well, I think that's but. really classic like like my life hasn't really changed that dramatically as a result yeah. of this pandemic because I already work from home i yeah. I, I i i work by myself in my studio the only difference is i was i i have was planning on going up north to do some teaching and mm-hmm. that probably will get cancelled yeah. and so you know those those kind of things that are will shift what i yeah. what i do um but uh, but yeah i mean i think in some ways as far as being isolated right now we have less isolation because we do have the internet and so we have different ways of connecting with people that maybe people in the past wouldn't have had and and you know we have access to netflix and those kinds of things so we have this wonderful medium of art coming into our homes mm-hmm. that we have just amazing access to right and and so i i feel like as as you know like i can i can message my sister every day cuz she's on at home right now and and you know so we're not it doesn't feel um maybe as trying as other times would have been without that but then you know with everything there's the good and the bad of uh, with social media you also hear all the the really horrible things that are going on and we get more inundated with that sort of information than maybe we would have in the past as well so yeah it's everything has a a good side and a and a not so good side so um unfortunately
0: well that's it i i have to agree and and i mean if somebody were to say they oh you want me to stay home and and make stuff all day i'd be like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm in Uh, and but too i try i've been trying really i've been trying to when i go through a news feed to not look at certain like I just don't want to yeah. see it anymore I just want to I'm filtering it out I want to yeah. find I want to find the positive stuff I want to yeah you know my wife and I were talking yesterday uh, last night and we were talking about the responsibility of the media to to not to give us better information to give us positive information yep. you know to tell more of the truth and yep. uh, you know in Italy of course like you j- had just mentioned there's been, uh, there's been a thousand deaths.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's more now. Apparently. In a
0: population though of. Yeah. So it's 0.00002%. Yeah. Of the population. Yeah. Uh, but all the, all we see are all, all a lot of the sheeple <laughs> see is a thousand people die.
1: Yeah.
0: And it doesn't go any further. So yeah, yeah it creates that fear.
1: Well, and yeah. I think we really are getting little news bites. We don't. We're not getting the full stories anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not our sto- the storytelling that's happening is not as in depth, and and so we're we just get these little snippets of information, and it doesn't really tell the whole story. No algorithms. So I think critical thinking right now is really important. Mm-hmm. We need to have more critical thinking now, not less. And, I agree, and yeah, that's yeah. where art comes in too. Like I think that all the arts, you know, if you're reading fiction, if you're, if you're, um, you know, going to plays, if you're uh, thinking about the world in a different kind of a way, that's all critical thinking. And, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a really important part of, of what we need to be doing right now. Really using our brains and thinking about things and mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. about the whole, the bigger picture. I guess, right?
0: And I think you know, for me, it's like, what good can come out of this? What good can come out come yeah. out of this? See, there's so we, there's so much negative stuff. Uh, say, okay, thank goodness it wasn't. And we talk. I we, we before we came in and started started the podcast here. It was like we caught a break. Really, if you mm-hmm. think about it, mm-hmm. it wasn't a, a an ex, you know it wasn't a highly um you know it wasn't a, a a big killer like it wasn't no like know. we
1: i mean we're just at the beginning stages of it mm-hmm. but i think because we're learning from other countries and what like that is one great thing i guess about globalization is we're able to be in connection with what's happening in italy and those and they're saying, hey, like, don't make the mistakes we made. Mm-hmm. And so we can mm-hmm. from from their experience, we can prevent having maybe as big of an issue that as the, what they're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Right. So or, you know, so we get, we're able to kind of learn from each other and, and prevent it from happening. And anyway, go
0: back in time and talk about 100 houses. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it it's so, so I'll let you explain it okay. it was uh, these were all um block it was all block printing
1: yeah it's all right? all block prints, so lino prints mm-hmm. and I did a hundred different prints for the for the the group um it took it took me about three years to complete and they're all basically not the houses are not actual real houses that are exist they' mm-hmm. the house is more a symbol for basically um, humanity, basically. It's like what we go through as humans and the experiences that we have. And I think the the show was really a reflection of just our times of uncertainty right now mm-hmm. and the fact that more people are moving, more people, you know, we have more people who are having to leave the countries that, you know, that they thought they'd live in for the rest of their lives. And because of circumstances, maybe environmental, climate change, uh, political, economic, they're having to leave and become refugees and start their life in another con- other countries. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see more of that. I think people, just even in Canada, like are having to move more to get work or have, for economic reasons, they have to... I mean, that's definitely what brought my husband and I up to the north is mm-hmm. we weren't able to find work where we were, and so we came here and... and um so that was definitely an economic reason for why why we came here and and uh, so I just I feel like um yeah, our world is going through those changes, and so the the so what with the houses, each house is basically having a different uh, there's a different scenario of what's happening with the house and and the whole the whole houses project started when I moved from Castlegar to terrace initially mm hmm the night before we I had packed up all our belongings in a moving van and they were on their all the belongings were on the way north and so my kids were in our spending the night our last night in the house and we just had our bed rolls and our sleeping bags and the house was completely empty and anyways that night I had a dream that I was living in a house on a bridge. And I thought the Brit, that this this dream was just so symbolic of what I was experiencing at that time because mm-hmm. I'd already said goodbye to my friends, but even though I was physically in Castlegar, I w- I was kind of not really in Terrace yet, but I wasn't yeah. really in Castlegar anymore yet either. Mm-hmm. I was in this really strange in between place, and and um, and so yeah, that so I just thought. That that was a really good metaphor for what I was experiencing mm-hmm. at the time. So my I really feel like the house I'm using the house as a metaphor for and a symbol for just the things that humans experience and and not and not all of it is bad. Some some of the oh, prints yeah, were yeah. very joyful too. Like so because we have we have a variety of experiences mm-hmm. as humans, and so yeah, that that was basically what the what the prints were about
0: did you write that down that dream yes I did yeah somebody oh no it was Donna it was Donna Morrison and and I said to Donna I said I I got a notebook and she's like Ooh, you are a real artist (laughs) 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 sort of jokingly and I'm and I thought to myself um yeah I I feel like and I don't know uh, for about you but uh Like, I I think sometimes ideas are so fleeting.
1: Oh, it's, I have, I have notebooks. I have, I have my husband jokes because he's like, you just, you bought another notebook because I have like half finished notebooks all over the house yeah. and it's just because it's <laughs> I find here, I need yeah. to write things down or and I always bring a note, notebook when we're traveling because often he likes to drive and I'm the passenger mm-hmm. and I find just there's something about being in a car and being in motion and just staring out the window and you're seeing new landscapes and new things. It just totally is a prime environment for thinking up new mm-hmm, ideas mm-hmm. and so I always bring up bring my journal with me so I can just write Write things down as I, when I think about them and yeah. And it's just a way, often it's a way for me to just process information or, or even for me, if I can't sleep at night and I'm just thinking about something, it's just a way for me to regurgitate those thoughts out of my head Mm -hmm. and onto paper and then I find I can just let it go, and then I can go back, go to sleep. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just really, really great. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: Uh, the minute I say, oh, I'll remember it, I yeah. have to go get the notebook. Because I know it's in the morning or two hours yeah. later, or or I'll get tang- you know, not tangled up, but I'll get involved in doing something else, and then I, I know I was supposed to remember something. But I can't.
1: (laughs) I know. It's so true. And it's a
0: great, you know, at the time, it seems like, you know, to me, it was like, oh, that was like a a technique maybe or or an idea for a piece. And and I don't write it down and and it's gone. Although Lynette LaFontaine, who I had done the residency with, um, we talked about those ideas. And if there's an idea that keeps coming back. Yes. Then whether I write it down or not. That's one of the things. And, and how about for you? How, if it keeps hitting you, like, yeah, like in one form or another, like you'll see something that triggers that thought or yeah. a smell or or a song or that keeps coming back that one single idea. Yeah. Is there a piece that you've done that that around? Well, that? I
1: mean, I feel like the house thing, like I feel like I really don't need to do houses anymore. I've done yeah. like I really went on a roll with that and I just mm-hmm. it was kind of on my mind, and now I'm just and so it's kind of liberating right now because I'm doing this abstract work right now and and it's more to me it's more like I don't set out with a set plan or idea in mm-hmm. my mind mm-hmm. it's more like I'm I'm just doing a mo- an emotional response like I'll make a mark and then I respond to that mark with color or form or shape or and and so it's just it's more I feel like it's more um it's more open Mm -hmm. and and in some ways it's like I because I feel like with my abstract paintings I don't know if you experience this but they kind of go through a really awkward I call it the awkward teenager stage where Mm -hmm. they're all kind of ugly and pimply and you know like you're just you wouldn't want to show them to anyone at that stage necessarily because they go through many transmorphic more, vaca- more I don't know if that's a word, but they just—it <laughs> is now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but they go through this kind of and 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 uh, when I'm going through that stage, it can be really. Um, I can kind of go, oh my gosh, what was I thinking that I could actually do this, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And then, but I just keep pushing through it and pushing through it, and and then eventually it, they they get to that resolution. And they and then they become finished. I get to this point where I know they're finished.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 100%. My last piece, I was trying, I wanted it to, I wanted it to look like something.
1: Yes. And I yeah. couldn't
0: get that. And I was very stiff. Yeah. Was, yeah. But the moment, and that was that awkward teenage yeah year or teenage part of the painting. But once I stopped and I just let it go, yeah. and I became free then it it wasn't what i wanted it to be initially yeah. but it turned out to be something really well, really it, nice well isn't that yeah. it,
1: i almost feel like like i was cuz i was talking to my sister about it and i said it just feels like it takes that long to find myself
0: Mm-hmm. like to
1: like i start off all tight and and i do these kind of really geometric shapes and then slowly i feel like and i actually cut, like my paintings go through like the paintings i'm working on now have multiple layers on them so mm-hmm. they might they might start really sloppy then they go super tight then i cover everything up and then and then i just do really start i'm start getting more confident in just being able to make these really loose free marks cuz mm-hmm. i feel like i'm always trying to, i don't know if you find this like with when my kids were little i probably forget what it was like to be a child and just to to draw in a completely unself-conscious way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but i'm i feel like i'm i'm always striving for that like to not to to not because like, I remember with my kids when their, when their art was just so amazing and they were completely unself conscious and they didn't have this idea about what was good art and what was bad mm-hmm. or that art was making a tree that looked exactly like a tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just love that art. I love that art so much. And then it was so heartbreaking with both of them because they both went through this stage where they started, went, didn't have this idea that they could, they weren't good artists because they couldn't draw a tree that looked exactly like a tree Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. And, and I was just like, Oh, that's so sad when kids go through that. And, and I, I feel like as even as an adult artist we're always trying to recover that sense of, because to me, it's just this level of like having, I guess the, the thinking that we have as an adult, but be able to find that, Uncensored, just uh-huh. ability to just make those beautiful marks without being so self-conscious about it. Color right? outside the box, exactly. outside the lines. Color yeah, outside yeah. the lines. Yeah, I know. I
0: yeah. I I get into my 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 wife is very very type A, and and that's her. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. That's just the way she is. Yes. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so when our grandkids. When our grandkids come to visit, she'll say, oh, no, you have to make that. I'm like, no, she doesn't.
1: <laughs> she can
0: do that any damn way, any yeah. color, any, well." And it, she And I wants. think it's
1: too, we learn that kind of art is being taught in school. Like the, I, I call it cookie cutter art where everyone kind of does It's like a formula and everyone follows the rules and they do this and it all Mm -hmm. looks the same. And there's less of that just free where kids just get a bunch of supplies and -hmm. they get to just make Mm -hmm. whatever they want. Right. And, and so I think, um, that, that really gets ingrained in school that, that, that this is what good art is. And, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like we need to recover from our, those school experiences and, and, uh, let some of those things go in order to make the art that we want to make again. So
0: now I yeah. have super tramp going through my head. <laughs> School. <laughs> right? They taught you what to think. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, I Now I I agree with you on that. Now I I'll go back to an instructor that I had that was a photography instructor and I almost failed the course because um because I wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. he says i don't care if you want to do your own thing or not there's rules yeah so you need to follow the rules then you can once you once you learn the rules then you can go and break them all you want i don't i don't really yeah. care but as long as you're in my class no and i
1: there is some there's merit. a place there is for that merit to that i yeah. i'm not i like like um you know like it's it's good to know color theory. It's mm-hmm. good to know about value. It's like, 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 this is what we were talking about earlier that abstraction is more than just there is some oh, skill involved. Yeah, yeah. And there's knowing about how paint works yeah. and not making a bunch of mud that, and then, you know, it's not just doing free random. There's thought, there's a thought process that goes into it, and mm-hmm. there's some skill that goes into it. I totally am in agreement with you. Like, and I'm, and I'm glad, like, and I, and I, that's what I mean about marrying that, that child like way of approach to art with being an adult and having some skill and Mm -hmm. some like that, but blending the two together. If they could
0: could teach that cookie cutter stuff in school and then maybe towards the end of it, say, there's a bunch of blank canvases. Mm -hmm. Here's some paints. I go for it. Mm -hmm. Right now that would be, you know, mm-hmm. that would be if you don't wanna if your star is different than the kids next to you when you're in grade five, yeah, when you're cutting it out, so what is yeah. different yeah, right? yeah
1: exactly, yeah,
0: so where do you go from here
1: well i'm I think I'm just gonna continue right now i'm I have a very small studio at home, it's just mm-hmm. a little bedroom in a basement, mm-hmm. so in our basement, so it it's hard for me to move like it's not like I can paint for a couple of days and then do printmaking for a couple of days mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. so I I'm I'm um, uh, in painting mode right now yeah um I have a I have a friend who's a poet and I'm going to do some lino prints because she's putting together a little chapbook mm-hmm. and so I'm going to do a few lino prints for her for mm-hmm. her book and I saw the book
0: uh yeah, I was I was I was like perusing your website. Al Remple. Yes. And yeah you did what was it a four hole uh four neat holes. Four neat holes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now what is that? Like so you did the illustration or the I did lo- the illustrations. Yeah. He
1: did the poetry. Ah,
0: wonderful. Yeah. I've been is... trying to get Al on here.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's... said
0: he did a podcast of Seafer, which okay. they, they have their podcast uh, series okay. as well. And I don't yeah. know if it's still going or not. But if you could if you could oh yeah, yeah. He would be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you're gonna do some illustrations or some linocuts prints. the book. I'm gonna do book? some prints. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: for for the, her poetry book and and um, so yeah, I enjoy. Like I think as an artist, I think like I think sometimes we get this idea that we have to have our everything. Um, you have to brand yourself in a mm-hmm. certain way, and your art has to. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I abide by that. I just think do whatever feels like you want it, whatever you want to do that excites you Mm -hmm. at the time. That's kind of more my thinking about. Um, So I'm just, I try different things, right? And and I just think maybe I'll never be amazing at all of them, but I just feel like that feels like that works for me to explore um, my creativity in whatever, whatever way excites me at the time
0: maureen hamilton thank you so much mo sorry mo (laughs) mo hamilton uh i always thought of you as a a a block print artist but now you're just you're just an artist
1: yeah thank you thank Thank you. you thank you for having me you bet
0: Thanks to our sponsor, the Community Arts Council of Prince George and District, otherwise known as Studio 2880. Arts North was produced, recorded, and edited at Strange Trip Studios in Prince George, British Columbia. If you want more great content, check out our Facebook page, ArtsNorthBC. Our website, artsnorthbc.wixsite.com forward slash arts dash north. For video content, go to Arts North on YouTube. I'm Michael Cast for Art's North.